Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. We are wrapping up the week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ah, uh-uh, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear Mildred, the mask mother, say to her son, Go to sleep, my baby. Ah, uh, Mommy. Yes, Benton. I think I could sleep if you'd stop for a while. During another exciting episode of Chicken Man. He's everywhere! He's everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode was originally aired on June 13th, 1951. Now, George, what is the secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is floor. F-L-O-O-R. Really? You bet your life. The Soto Plymouth Dealers of America present the best of Groucho. Yes, friends, it's a Groucho summertime. By popular demand from your letters, from rating histories, and the acclaim of critics, the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers bring you selected shows from You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. Groucho Marx is on vacation, friends, and will return in the fall. Until then... It's fun and laughs each week this summer as we proudly present some of the best of Groucho's past shows. And here he is, the one, the only... Groucho! That's me, Groucho Marx! Well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples tonight. Mr. Fenneman, who's first to try for the $1,000? Well, we invited some college students to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Miss Mary Ellen Nichols and Preston Zilgit. Welcome to your Bet Your Life, kids. Say the secret word, and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Uh, Mary Ellen uh, Nichols, huh? That's right. And uh, Preston uh, Zilgit. Right. You just made that up. That's a, a non-diploma of some kind? Something huh? like that, yes. Spurious name? Mm-hmm. Incognito? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going right along with me. This 
Where are you from, Mary Ellen? What'll I call you, Mary Ellen or just uh, Mary? Mary Ellen. Mary Ellen. Mm. You prefer that? Though? I prefer it, yes. Well, you're tall enough to have two front names. <laughs> How old are you, uh, Mary? Nineteen. Nineteen? Yes. And uh, what is your age, uh, Preston? I'm twenty. What uh, college do you attend, uh, Mr. Zilgit? Occidental. Uh, what are you doing there? Well, I'm uh, studying industrial psychology. Oh, I see. Are you going to uh, Accidental, too, uh, Mary? No, I'm not. I'm going to UCLA. Oh, UCLA. You don't have to spell it. I'm old enough to understand that. Uh, <laughs> means Euclid, doesn't it? No, it means UCLA. Like Euclid, Fran, and Ali? <laughs> and what are you taking in school? Business education. Mm. Have you got a good head for business? I think so. Well, you have a very nice head on your shoulders. Thank you. I wish it was on mine. <laughs> Now, what do you get when you graduate in that course, Mary? A Bachelor of Arts degree. A bachelor? That's right. <laughs> well, don't worry about his degree. Just get the bachelor. <laughs> what are some of the things you study in school, uh, Preston? Well, uh, corporation finance, economic theory, labor problems, industrial psychology, abnormal psychology. When do you get to Omaha? <laughs> Is, uh, is psychology really useful in everyday life? For example, when you meet a pretty girl, what do you look for psychologically? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, intelligence, uh, uh, personality, compatibility, uh, common interests. I see. And while you're looking for this, some shot putter is taking her out for a drive along the ocean. <laughs> have, you, have you studied psychology, Mary? Yes, I have. Well, what does a girl think when she meets a good-looking boy? Oh, I think she thinks the same thing that the boys do. You mean girls, too, are wondering if they'll be drafted? <laughs> well, you're a, a most reassuring couple. And after you're married, keep your fraternity pins. They'll come in very handy with all those babies. <laughs> now you're going to play your bet your life. In just one minute, you'll have a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question. But first, say something of interest to everyone. It's the greatest advance in driving ease and convenience since the self-starter. That's what people are saying about the sensational new DeSoto feature, full power steering, that makes turning the steering wheel practically effortless. Think of it. With DeSoto full power steering, you can turn the wheel of either the DeSoto Fire Dome 8 or the Power Master 6 using just one finger. It's literally as easy as dialing a phone. DeSoto full, not partial, but full power steering works even when the car is at a standstill. That means to you, far easier parking and easier driving at all speeds and over all kinds of roads. Try it. Experience the novelty of effortless steering. DeSoto full power steering. Tomorrow, visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealers and ask to take the five-mile trial in either the mighty DeSoto Fire Dome 8 with a new 160-horsepower V8 engine, or the handsome DeSoto Powermaster 6. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the low-priced car most like high-priced cars. All right, now, let's see how you make out in the quiz. George, explain the rules. You bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. 
Okay, here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected famous bands. Here's your first question. How much of the 20? 15. 15. Who is the sentimental gentleman of swing? Hmm? No, Tommy Dorsey. Isn't it? I don't want to say so. Tommy Dorsey. Tommy Dorsey, Tommy Dorsey is right. <laughs> well, you're off to a good start. You have $35. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the $35 will you bet on your second question? 25. All right. Fine. 25. 25. Who has the famous rippling rhythm? Oh, Lawrence Welk. No, Talk it over. No, no. Take a stab at it if you don't know. Oh, the bell is tolled. It's Shep Fields. You should have known that. You now have $10. <laughs> so you kids are psychology happy, and you're not paying any attention to what's going on with the discharges. <laughs> Here's your third question. How much of the... How much? Ten. Ten dollars are you going to bet now? Six when I look over the boat. Six? Six. Six dollars. Who has the band of renown? Les Brown. Les Brown is right. <laughs> well, you're on your way back. You have sixteen dollars. Sixteen dollars. You're climbing fast. Here's your last chance to be the other couples. How much is the sixteen you're going to bet? Twelve. Mm-hmm. Twelve. Twelve. Whose band plays champagne music? Lawrence Welk. Lawrence Welk is right. <laughs> And good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And you wind up with $28. Thank you very much. Don't be discouraged. You still may be the winners. Uh, Groucho, just before we went on the air, we asked for housewives with interesting hobbies. And Mrs. Hilda Christopher was selected. Her partner is a special guest, a member of the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors, Mr. Raymond V. Darby. Folks, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Mrs. Hilda Christopher, huh? Yes. And Mr. Raymond V. Darby. Yes, sir. Are you one of the Kentucky Darbys? No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I must be on the wrong track. <laughs> well, I'll take the next hurdle. Uh, where are you from, Mr. Darby? From Kansas. Washington, Kansas. Washington, Kansas, huh? You're a county supervisor, is that right? County supervisor, formerly mayor of the city of Englewood. Well, it's indeed an honor to have a county supervisor on the show who used to be mayor of Inglewood. Not only that, but it's a rare privilege. I can't tell you how proud I am. I'm proud, too, sir, to be here. Now, then, what is a county supervisor? <laughs> county supervisor, I'm one of five men who serve as executive, legislative, and the ju- judicial board of Los Angeles County. Well, how is it you're not in jail? <laughs> Just a minute. I'm only kidding. How is it I'm not in jail, is what I meant. <laughs> Mrs. Christopher, what does your husband do? He's a uh, detective. He works out of the oh, uh, Los Angeles cop, huh? Police Department. Oh, well, that doesn't mean a thing around here. On this show, I do all the pinching. <laughs> now, Mr. D- uh, Darby, that's pretty formal. I'll just call you uh, Soup instead of Supervisor. <laughs> Tell me, Soup, how, do you, how, do you bec- how did you become a Supervisor? You have to run for it. Well, uh, when do you do your running? Before or after you're elected? No, you run before. <laughs> well, how long have you been a supervisor? Seven years, sir. And how long is the supervisor elected for? For four-year term. That's a politician for you. Seven years ago, he was elected to a four-year job, and he still got it. Do you have an explanation for this? Oh, yes, I was re-elected. Now, how do you win an election, Ray? I'll call you Ray, huh? 
Do you, do you promise the voters two DeSotos in every garage and a chicken in every DeSoto? No, sir. I tell them frankly and honestly what I hope to do for them as citizens and taxpayers. Really? And despite that, they elect you? <laughs> Miss, uh, Mrs. Christopher, what do you think of the supervisor? I think it's very nice. <laughs> Your husband isn't... Your husband isn't going to be an ordinary policeman very long. Now tell me, Mrs. Christopher, how many times uh, did you vote for Mr. Darby? I didn't vote for him at all. She probably isn't in my district. Well, there goes her husband, back to pounding the pavement. <laughs> now, Mrs. Christopher, let's get back to you. Uh, uh, Mr. Fenneman says you have an unusual hobby. What is it? Raising canaries. Well, what's so unusual about that? A lot of people raise canaries. But I cross my canaries. You cross canaries? That must take a lot of courage. Personally, I never cross my canaries until I come to them. What do you mean you cross canaries? I cross them for color. Well, how do you do this? By um, crossing over to a bird called a siskin. I know a bird named Siskin. He's a writer at RKO. Could that be the same Siskin? No, this is a finch. Finch. South American finch. Finch. Well, when I knew him, his name was Siskin. He may have been named Finch before. Then. Now, what do you do with this fellow Siskin? I take an, uh, and cross him over to an ordinary yellow canary hen, roller canary hen. And then what happens? He leaves RKO and goes to Paramount? No, then I get, by crossing it over to a Siskin, then I get a hybrid. I see. Then I take the hybrid and make it back to the canary, and I get a second cross. Well, what happened to Siskin? <laughs> well, now you've got a bird that is half canary and half a radio rider at RKO. Now I'm happy. Well, I, uh, this is a pretty unusual specimen. You rarely see one like this anymore. Well, I cross these um, birds over to a roller hand. And what's a roller hen? A roller hen, and uh, a roller is uh, a bird that uh, rolls and has uh, different tours. There's different tours, you mean? Yes. Like Cook's tours, you No, mean? there's 13 tours uh, uh, which a bird sings, an ordinary uh, canary, like a green or a yellow canary sings. Well, we're miles like from Siskin by this time. Uh, canary bird sings bass? Yes. Well, uh... Maybe, uh, the, say, the bird will sing a shockle, and he'll sing it good, and he, maybe he'll sing a bass, and he'll sing it very bad. He does, huh? Well, what is a shockle? I didn't get that. A shockle is one of the tours the bird sings. <laughs> what are some of the other tours that this bird takes? Huh? There's the flute, the hollow bell, and hollow roll, and water gluck. What's, what's a water gluck? Is that a fellow that can't swim? <laughs> Does all this make any sense to you, uh, Mr. Darby? Very clear up till now. It is. <laughs> if that makes sense, I'd like to hear one of your campaign speeches. <laughs> Maybe Mrs. Christopher give one for me. Now, Hilda, when you cross these canaries, do you always get the kind of a bird you desire? No, I don't. Now, last year, my second cross was a male. This mm -hmm. year, that second cross male is a female laying eggs. <laughs> now, 
guess it's, it's pretty hard for a, a shackle to make a tour if he's laying eggs all around. <laughs> he's lucky if he gets out of town. <laughs> What you're telling me is that this beautiful rooster turned into a hen? Yes. Well, it's possible. I saw a sailor turn into a saloon one night. <laughs> By the way, Hilda, uh, what do you feed these little chirpers? I feed them uh, French's bird seed and biscuit. I never had any luck with canary seed. Last year, I planted a whole package. I didn't get a single canary. <laughs> now, Mr. Darby, let's get back to you. You know, every once in a while, I read where a politician is a crook. Now, there's nothing personal in this, but uh, how do these crooks get into office? By the people not taking an interest in government. I see. Uh, Hilda, you didn't vote for Mr. Darby, did you? No, I didn't. Well, see, apparently some people think pretty carefully before they go to the polls. He wasn't in my district. Why didn't you vote for Mr. Darby? He wasn't in my district. Well. I don't think. <laughs> If you were in his district, uh, would you vote for him, uh, Mrs. Shackle? I sure would. Why? I know he's an honest man. The foregoing was a paid political announcement. (laughs) And Hilda's husband will be police commissioner by morning. (laughs) By the way, Mr. Darby, what district do you supervise? I represent the 4th District, extending from Long Beach to Ventura County Line, Beverly Hills, Westwood. Beverly Hills? Oh, that's where I live. And you must be my supervisor, huh? And I am. As a citizen and as a taxpayer, I demand to know what you, what do you do for me. Uh... <laughs> well, that's a reasonable question, I think. Well, if is... I can ask Hilder about her shackle, I can certainly ask him about what he's doing for me. This came as an awful shackle to me, this whole thing to me. <laughs> we, uh... Indirectly have charge of the courts, the sheriff, the district attorney, coroner's office, tax collector, some 57 departments. We're the ones who levy the taxes on your property. I see. The following is a paid political announcement. (laughs) Mr. Darby is a great guy, honest, efficient, tireless worker. Now then, what are you going to do about my taxes? Nothing. (laughs) You're going to do nothing? Going to do nothing. Fine. That's exactly what I'm going to do about him. Nothing. Our county supervisor, but it's all in fun. Actually, we owe a great deal to our government. The question is, how are we ever going to get enough money to pay it? <laughs> now then, you're going to play your bet your life. Run your $20 into more than our other couples, and you'll get a crack at the $1,000 question. Mr. Fenham and his offstage remind our listeners how much the first couple won. The college students won $28. Hey, here we go. Let's see how high I can build your $20. You selected vice presidents who became presidents. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you try? Fifteen. A vice president who later became president drafted the Declaration of Independence. His home was in Monticello. What was his name? Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson is right. Well, you're on your way. You have $35. Remember, you're going for $1,000 a night. How much of the 35 are you going to try this time? $32. The only president to be impeached saved as vice president under Abraham Lincoln. Who was he? Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson is right. You have $67. Do you have $67? How much are you going to bet this time? All right. $60. $60. Our first vice president later became president. What was his name? John Adams. John Adams is right. (laughs) This man doesn't spend all his time stuffing ballot boxes. $127. And here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the 120 are you going to fly at? 127. 
A vice president who succeeded to the presidency was a former colonel in the Spanish-American War. Who was he? Oh, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt is right. Put it there, sir. Minnesota Plymouth dealers. You wind up with $252. Thank you very much. Groucho, uh, we invited some hobos and some resort agents to the program tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Carmen Michaelis and Mr. Jim Smith. And here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your bet your life, kid. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Uh, Carmen uh, Michaelis? Yes. Carmen uh, Michaelis, you're a resort agent, is that right? Yes. Where are you from, Carmen? Corning, Kansas. How long have you been out here, Carmen? Well, since I was four years old. Oh, and uh, how old are you? Thirty-four. Really? Are you thirty-four? I thought you were twenty-four. They took good care of you in Kansas. <laughs> and I could take good care of you in Kansas, too. If I <laughs> Mr. Uh, Smith? Jim Smith. Huh? Right. That's a good American name. You're a hobo. That sounds... I feel kind of uh, uh, self-conscious calling you a hobo. Do you resent being called a hobo? Oh, I don't mind being called a hobo, but well, doesn't I... doesn't that have a kind of a derogatory connotation? I don't like to be called a tramp or a bum. Well, I certainly had no intention of calling you either one. <laughs> In fact, it was with great diffidence that I called you a hobo. What's the difference between a hobo and a tramp? A tramp will beg. A hobo won't. A mm-hmm. uh, tramp won't work, and uh, a hobo will work when it's necessary. <laughs> well, uh, do you ever find it necessary to work? As seldom as possible. <laughs> well, that's a refreshing attitude, uh, Mr. Smith. If everyone felt like that, we wouldn't have any problems. Of course, we'd all be swinging through the trees by our tails. <laughs> I haven't seen anything wrong with that. Now, let's see now, a Carmen. Uh, you're a resort agent, is that right? Yes. I'm a resort myself. Last night, a girl told me I was her last resort. <laughs> who, do you, who do you work for? Ray Cardilla Travel Agency in Westwood Village. Oh, I see. You, do you ever send them out on 13 tours with a shackle? <laughs> Have you ever crossed a canary with a supervisor? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little confused tonight. You'll have to forgive me. Now, as a resort agent, just what is your job? Oh, uh, we secure reservations on uh, airlines, steamship, rail. I've uh, traveled by rail already, but there was some tar and feathers on it at the time. Too. <laughs> now, what town do you call home, Mr. Smith? The East Liberty section of Pittsburgh, PA, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Uh, are you married? No, that's not for me. <laughs> Too much work, eh? <laughs> Here we go, back to swinging in the trees again. <laughs> why, why, why isn't it for you, Jim? Well, if I got married, I would have to uh, settle down, take a steady job, and it's not worth it. I don't know. A marriage has made bums out of many men. I don't know why. Well, when you find it necessary to work, if you'll pardon me using that word, work, uh, what do you do? 
Oh, I'll do a little farm labor, a little harvest work, gandy dancing. What's what's gandy dancing? Uh, packing the rocks under the ties so the trains will run smoothly over them. The people that pay their way, you know. All right. <laughs> don't be so snobbish, well, Jim. Eh? <laughs> Those people just don't know any better, that's all. Well, now, before you start traveling, do you consult a, a girl like Carmen here? Oh, no, no. No? Well, if you don't use professional counsel, how do you decide where to go on your trips? Well, when I travel, I go where I figure there is work or a, a better climate or I just grab any uh, train that comes along and, uh, well, I'm surprised at where I land. <laughs> Something like a hobo. I'm always surprised where I wind up at night, too. It's usually a choir practice. Now, what do you consider the ideal job? Could you describe it for us? Well, that would be a job with uh, short hours, good pay, uh, no boss, and uh, any time I felt like it, uh, I could uh, take a couple of months off and... Uh, Nobody would ever miss me. Well, that's possible. I got just a job for you. Have you ever thought of becoming a county supervisor? <laughs> well, it's been fun talking to you two and, and instructor. And the next time I get the age to go places, I'll curl up in bed with a travel folder. <laughs> now then, you're going to play your bet your life. You gotta run your twenty dollars and more than our other couples. I can't tell you how much they won, but George is going to remind our listeners. The housewife and the county supervisor are leading with two hundred fifty-two dollars. All right, here we go. Now let's see how high I can build you twenty dollars. You select the famous racetracks. Right. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. In what state is Delmar Racetrack? California. California is right. <laughs> Start, you have $39. Remember, you're going for $1,000 a night. How much of the $39 will you bet on your second question? 38 Oak, in what state is Saratoga Racetrack? New York. New York is right. <laughs> you want to be careful, Jim. You win this money, you'll have to ride inside of a train. <laughs> on your way because you have $77. Suppose your friends should get wind of that. $75. In what state is Arlington Park Racetrack? Illinois. Illinois is right. You've climbed to $152. And is your last chance to beat the other couples? How much are you going to go for? $150. All right. In what state is Hialeah Racetrack? Florida. Florida is right. Thanks and good luck to the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Thanks and good luck to the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Thanks and good luck to the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. The DeSoto Plymouth one thousand dollar question. Thanks and good luck to the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Nobody's gonna sneak my sponsor out of the plug. <laughs> Now, in just one minute, I'll ask the big question, but first, here's something of interest to everyone. Friends, when you're in the market for a used car, one of the first things to consider is where to buy it. 
The reputation and experience of the dealer is very important to assure you of a good value. You'll find your DeSoto Plymouth dealer is a good man to do business with. He has a wide selection of popular makes and models to choose from. And when you buy from him, you can count on getting a reliable used car that'll give you plenty of top service. You see, a DeSoto Plymouth dealer has a reputation to uphold, a reputation for fair and square dealing. So for a good used car, at a fair price and easy terms, be sure to visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And when you do, tell them Groucho sent you. And here's the hobo and the resort agent all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Here we go for $1,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help in the audience. Here it is. Early this season, one of our couples earned $1,000 for naming the first actress to win the Academy Award. Tonight, you can win $1,000 for telling me who was the first actor to win an Oscar in 1928. What is the answer you two have decided upon? Give it a stab. Wallace Beery. Oh, I, I'm sorry. It's Emil Jannings for his performance in The Way of All Flesh. I'm sorry, that's the correct answer, so that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, you lost the big money, but how much did they win in the quiz, George? $302. Well, that's not too bad. Congratulations and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. to tune in again next Wednesday night at this same time for the best of Groucho from the You Bet Your Life series. Don't miss the best of Groucho on television, too. Also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember, see the DeSoto Fire Dome 8 tomorrow. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Don't stick your neck out in traffic. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. In our last very exciting episode, very determined to celebrate his release from captivity in Chicago, the winged warrior was wandering through a maze of underground passages in search of his secret chicken cave, the place he had intended to hold the celebration. He was joined in this search by several intimate friends he'd invited to the intimate affair, along with the 42 voice children's choir and a 10-piece orchestra. Let's uh, try and stay together, gang. In a couple minutes, I think we're going to find it. And several days later, in a large cavern filled with stalagmites and stalactites, the weary search party came up on the... Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. No big winner this week, but Groucho did spend a lot of time on that middle couple to much of my enjoyment. Even after almost two full years of Groucho, I'm still enjoying his wit. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. The Shadow returns on Monday, and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.